Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of August 27, 2023. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. It is a remarkable astrological week, without a doubt. Big moves happening in the sky now. Boy, is this a very special time. We begin the week with an interesting contrast of energies. On the one hand, we have a sense of restriction, being held back, or understanding the value of approaching a particular situation with restraint. However, we've also got energy that says, I am out of here, I need to break free, I need to go my own way. And while these energies may seem like they are on opposite sides of a spectrum, the thing is both planets that are speaking to the dominant energies as we begin this week, well, they're both rulers of the same sign, just different faces of the sign of Aquarius. It is the sun standing across the sky from Saturn that speaks to that sense of restriction, of being held back, of pressure, but also the call towards delayed gratification the right thing to do, the responsible thing to do, and getting really clear about whom it is that we actually are responsible to. But then it is on Monday that we have Uranus going retro. This is huge. Whenever it is that Uranus is standing still in the sky, it is closer to the earth than it might otherwise be. Its symbolism is that much more magnified. But Whereas Saturn is a principle of structure and security, Uranus breaks all the rules. It's all about doing things dramatically differently. It's about truth that leads to behaviors that maybe not everybody can understand. But it's also an invitation, especially with Uranus gearing up as we start this week, and then officially going retro so early in the week, well, it is an invitation for us to recognize where it is that we might be getting caught up in um, performances of independence. Instead of truly honoring something within ourselves, a, a deeper voice within that's telling us what it is that we really need to do and where it is perhaps we've gone off track from some truth about ourselves. This contrast may sound simple on the surface, but it can actually be quite complex. We want different things for different reasons, and all are valid. And yes, it is so that sometimes what we want, on the one hand, might be in conflict with something else that we want. A lot of talk is centered around the harmony of nature. I know how many love to talk about this, and I guess in its disharmony there is harmony, but especially now as we're observing nature that much more thanks to the events, the climate events in particular that have been taking place, I think more people and more of us on contemplation are probably realizing that nature isn't always ease. It isn't always harmonious. It isn't always without strife. In fact, sometimes it is the strife that helps us to grow. This sense of balancing the right thing to do and what we really want to do, I think that tension is going to be stronger for some than it might for others. But all of us in some way are looking at a conflict of desires, especially within ourselves. 
with the opposition of the Sun and Saturn that plays out on Sunday. Very often what happens with that is that it can feel as if someone is trying to be the boss of you. Uh, it can feel like there's another person who is bringing this restrictive or responsible element or calling you on your stuff in a way that doesn't feel comfortable or easy. And I'm so sorry to say, but it does happen. Given that we are newly in Virgo season now, if you remember last week, late last week, the sun moved into the sign of Virgo. So happy birthday to all the Virgos out there. We are early in your birthday month. Most people on the planet were involved in some type of agriculture. You did the work already with the early parts of the seasons in particular throughout the spring and some plants even going into the early part of summer, the sign of cancer, with an eye towards uh, creating security so that you'll be able to have that much more better a crop in the fullness of time. Well, it is the energy of Leo when the sun is in Leo as it aligns with the seasons that there's a little bit of a lull. There's a little bit of a feeling of, okay, let's let's enjoy. We did a lot of work. Now we can sit back a little and we'll have to trust that the earth and the elements and our water will in some way take care of the rest. And then we move into Virgo season. And this is where the very first harvests begin. The first reaping of what it is that we sowed, especially going back to the spring. So that's where we are right now. And so this tends to be a time when we come out of a more leisurely inclination and we get to work, or at least we start to realize what is worth doing and what isn't. You know, I'm also reminded of the interview I recently did with the one and only Kira Sutherland. Uh, I'll be sure to link that below. Uh, now, Kira was talking about health. I mean, she is one of the leading medical astrologers in the world, and she is coming to Synchronicity University. And I'll tell you more about that a little bit later in this video. Having said that, she spoke about the sign of Virgo and the sixth house. And she talked about how the correlation between Virgo energy, sixth house energy, how these are not spaces or energies that are about fun, right? They're not about your passion and what you love to do and what you want to do and what's going to bring you joy. In fact, the things that take place under the energy of Virgo in the sixth house, which has its correlation to the sign of Virgo, it's not about fun. It's about doing what you have to do consistently, day in and day out. The small moments of life where we find the sacred, which is part of the higher understanding of Virgo energy, well, those small moments, they don't nearly have the glitz and the glamour that uh, Leo energy has, that's for sure. When the sun is at its strongest and brightest and we're in the middle of the summer, now we start to notice that something's changing. We're being invited to get honest with how we are actually living and whether or not it supports what it is we hope to cultivate and further cultivate at that. Now, as soon as the sun newly now in the sign of Virgo standing across the sky from Saturn, this is a real wake-up call for a lot of us out there. A wake-up call about what it is we're actually doing, how it is we're actually living, getting honest with ourselves about that, and where there's a disconnect between 
what we've been saying we really want or some truth about ourselves and what is our reality showing us. It could be somebody else who calls you on this, but remember, it's not that other people are right. Sometimes, yes, especially if this is someone you respect, it may be that they have a point, something to take into consideration. But also possible is that someone, like I said, tries to be the boss of you, tries to tell you how it is, tries to you know, tell you how it should be done. And that's where the rebel really comes out at this time. Interestingly, Uranus is in an earth sign, just like Virgo is an earth sign. Uh, earth signs tend to be more practical, more grounded. Uranus itself right now moving through the earth sign of Taurus. Um, Taurus is an energy that is embodied as earth tends to be, but it's very much about our experience through the five senses. And it's very much about actually living actually being present, not thinking that everything you do has to have some purpose or some meaning. Saturn and Virgo as an energy, wow, that's very busy, but it's busy with a purpose. And that contrast between what it is that we're actually doing and the purpose to it and making sure that we're productive or efficient in some way, that is part of the tension of the sun opposite Saturn that we are entering this week with. However, it is this energy of Uranus in the sign of Taurus that says, okay, have some larger thing that you're aiming for, but also know that freedom can only be found by being present for your life and being right here right now. Sometimes that really is okay. Everything you do doesn't need to be for some uh, production, for some ambition, for some goal, for something you're really hoping to be better at or do better or have be part of gains that you make in your life. It's also possible that you existing, breathing, experiencing your life, that just might be the ticket to freedom, especially at a time like this. The energy of Uranus, though, it's a wild card, right? And how we might behave, what we might perceive through our five senses, that may be what takes us most by surprise at this time. And I think there are moments when we don't realize what's inside of us until it comes out, right? There's a moment, maybe it's a moment of pressure, a moment of uncertainty, but it's in these very moments, our instinctual reaction us not thinking about what we're doing and just doing it or saying it or responding, it can be so revealing to some deeper truths. And ultimately with Uranus, it's about the truth of who you are and what you really want to do, where it is that you've compromised some authenticity and that's just not working for you anymore. Uranus has been an active player as of late. It was a couple of weeks ago that Uranus squared the sun while the sun was moving through the sign of Leo. But now here we are with Uranus standing still in the sky. And this is a moment of truth. For some, it's going to be a truth about other people. And so if it is that you are a water sign, a cancer, a Pisces or a Scorpio, well, this is taking place in a social part of your sky. So this truth is very likely related to what's happening with another person in your life or your uh, sense of where you stand within a 
social dynamic. If it is that you are an earth sign, like a Taurus, a Virgo, or a Capricorn, well, chances are this energy becomes a lot more personal about your truth, about your relationship with the world, your understanding of what it's going to take to make you happy. If it is that you are an air sign, well, chances are this is going to play out more in terms of what's happening on levels of soul, psyche, and spirit. This is a much more personal, emotional truth that's arising forward for you now, but also healthy closures can take place for you as well that are rooted in you knowing some truth about you. And this is the Aquarians, the Geminis, and the Libras. And finally, if you are a fire sign, if you are an Aries, a Leo, or a Sagittarius, well, this is playing out in a professional part of your sky, and this erratic twists and turns very likely taking place related to your work or related to your understanding of what's worth doing for your money, for your job, even for your career. And so, yes, all of us in one way or another are going to experience a surprise a minute but that can be part of the fun. Now, I am of the belief personally that I happen to believe life doesn't have enough surprises. It's the exact thing that can have us feeling uh, so uncertain, right? It can make us feel so much anxiety to feel like, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen. And oh, that would really suck if it went this way or that way. But that way or that way could be good. But I don't know which way it's really going to go. It's a part of life, yes. But then there are times when something just pops up, whether it's within ourselves, whether it's within other people, within our circumstances. And it has us responding very quickly. But there's something about the surprise that is the universe forcing us to engage with life, forcing us to know what it is to be alive, what it is to be ourselves. That may be the greatest surprise of all realizing where it is that we might have been influenced under pressure, where we thought we needed to be good, where we thought we needed to do the right thing. But in the end, it really just was about what it is that is our truth and where it is that that truth can lead us to a deeper stability through the chaos. Now, if all of this wasn't enough, and I know it's a lot, let me tell you, we've also got a blue moon this week. Um, a blue moon occurs when we have uh, sort of a repeated phenomenon in a given time period. And so uh, some people describe a blue moon as uh, two full moons back to back in the same sign, 28 and a half days apart. That can be uh, a blue moon. Um, most of us also will consider uh, a blue moon to be when it is a second full moon within a calendar month. And that is the case for us now. It is as we finish this month, this is either going to take place for you late uh, in the evening, on Wednesday in the Americas, or Thursday in the rest of the world. But it is at this time that a full moon in the sign of Pisces is going to take place. Now, part of what makes this full moon so interesting is that it is close in the sky to Saturn, amplifying the more restrictive quality that I spoke about earlier. But it's making an interesting alignment with Mars as well that astrologers call a quincunx. 
And a quincunx is just one sign off of an opposition. It's considered a more modern aspect. It's what we take into consideration in modern astrology, meaning techniques that were developed in more recent times. Um, but when we look at the ancient texts in particular, I'm thinking about Ptolemy, Tetrabiblos, which is uh, widely considered, I would say, the foundational text to Western astrology, but certainly not the only foundational text in Western astrology. Uh, but it's up there. It's a big dog. Uh, we don't have mention of this type of aspect of a quincunx formation. Now, having said that, lots of people experience quincunxes. We feel them, and they tend to represent very quick moments where we're being asked to bring together two energies. Sometimes the tension feels like it builds really slowly, uh, and it's just under the surface until we have a moment of breakthrough and quick resolution. So that's how I understand quincunxes um, and how I interpret them as well. With Mars, so much of this is passion versus the fantasy of Pisces and the reality, the uncomfortable realities of a given situation and feeling limited by them as well wanting to do the right thing, but also feeling as if you know what you want and it's not about what's right or not, but feeling very caught up in a moment, feeling compelled towards certain behaviors with Mars, but then those behaviors in some way, not realizing how they're actually holding us back. Full moons always bring with them insight, realization, fulfillment, conclusion, culmination as well. I always think of full moons as helping us to get honest with ourselves about the truth of what we really feel. Sometimes that truth has been a long time coming. We felt it growing under the surface. Maybe we didn't want to look at it. We didn't want to acknowledge it. Sometimes it had just eluded us. But now here it is, obvious, clear as the light of the full moon itself. And in this case, chances are it is a truth that does feel limiting because Saturn is there, but might also get us a little annoyed. Okay, I'm sorry to say, I know that's not necessarily the easiest energy, but what I can say is, chances are the frustration, the annoyance, it's been a long time coming. We see it, we acknowledge it, we resolve it very quickly, navigating forward from here. Now, of course, if you wanna know what this full moon means for you and your sign, you can check out review the monthly horoscope for your sign for the month of August here on my YouTube channel as well. Now, in celebration of this full moon and how these energies are playing out, I wanted to mention very quickly a myth that I thought so encapsulated this moment. The upcoming speaker series that starts next week, we have big dog Richard Darnas joining us and other incredible astrologers as well. Again, I'll talk about that in just a little bit and there are links below that you can check out. Having said that, I get to interview the people who are coming to Synchronicity University and uh, an interview I had with Natalia Maria. She uh, is doing her talk on the myths of the signs and how it isn't always what we think. What does the astrology say about what myth might be awakening here? I was reminded of the myth of Daphne. Daphne was the daughter of the river god. She was so beautiful and Apollo came along and looked at her and fell in love with her. Uh, Cupid, 
the son of Venus, he was mad at Apollo and he was like, oh, you like that? You're not going to get that. That's how I'm going to punish you because I'm mad at you. And so what Cupid did was he took an arrow and instead of it being one of his love arrows, it was an arrow that was dipped in lead. And whenever it was that uh, you were shot by one of these arrows, then uh, the person who most loved you, most admired you, you hated them. You were repelled by them. You couldn't stand them or be around them. And so, yeah, Cupid gets Daphne with one of these arrows so that anytime she sees Apollo, she is repulsed. She cannot stand him. And so she keeps trying to get away from him, trying to get away from him. Finally, her dad helps her out, turns her into a beautiful tree so that Apollo doesn't realize she's there. Now let's look at this myth from a more uh, modern psychological perspective. Uh, Apollo, sun god, right? He's an active principle. And he looks at the illusion, the fantasy of Daphne and falls in love and that's it. And then he can't stop pursuing, pursuing. He doesn't really know Daphne, right? There's no knowledge there. There's no sense of the reality of the situation. And Daphne doesn't know why she's repelled. I mean, if there was the shining light of the sun, God itself, himself showing up for you, well, usually people would be open to that possibility, but not her. She was like, I don't know why, but I got to get away from this dude. And that's okay. She's allowed to do that. And thankfully, she had the support, the love of her father, who was able to provide her with some measure of protection. Yes, turning her into a laurel tree, but that tree was the most beautiful tree still, the most peaceful tree as well. And so there are a few layers here of aligning with nature, uh, of trusting hierarchies, of going back to your roots, of healing your relationship with your dad to free you from toxic men. Uh, it, there's so many layers to consider this story. But to me, it also shows up in terms of a full moon in Pisces. And Pisces is all about the fantasy and conjunct Saturn the reality, the practicality, and Saturn often can speak to authority figures, including parental father figures in your life as well. And so it was when Daphne went to her dad that she was able to find freedom and lightness and peace that she didn't know before. And sometimes it is in healing those early relationships. Now, that doesn't mean that other people are gonna do what we want. Uh, they're gonna heal those particular wounds or do their part to help contribute to the healing of certain wounds. But it is the work that we do for ourselves towards our healing to help us to make sense of whatever was that ultimately lightens us moves us in a direction of feeling a sense of our own presence, our own power, and helps us to get in touch with a higher beauty within ourselves to own it and be present for it. I think that this contrast of energies that we have playing out with this full moon, well, yeah, we might see some of the story of Daphne here. Now, of course, there's lots of other modern ways, feminist ways to look at this story. And I want to acknowledge that as well. 
but from a psychological perspective, wow, do we not have a real opportunity here to look at ourselves, to look at the lead, to look at those burdens we carry and how those burdens mean that we run away and at the same time where it is that our instincts are right and good because, you know, Apollo wasn't ultimately a really great guy. He did a lot of stuff that wasn't so cool in his own way. He wasn't always nice to his siblings, uh, had his lovers, all of that. Like all of us, right, the gods themselves in ancient Greece and ancient Rome, they had these layers to them of lightness and beauty, but also a mean streak, right? And so maybe that's what Daphne was running from. Maybe it was the healthier part of her that said, okay, I know this kind of crazy. I'm not having this kind of crazy. And decided instead to find her peace within her roots. What I love about this week for us, there's so much here. It's a powerful and meaningful astrological moment. Well, look, for all that, I should also add, on Monday, Mars is moving into the sign of Libra. Yes, another big celestial move set to take place. As Mars steps into the sign of Libra, it tends to bring with it about a month and a half of heightened awareness around partnerships, diplomacy, alliances, allies, especially on the world stage. More personally, we tend to be more inclined towards, courageous towards, engaging other people. We have a desire to partner up, whether that's romantically, uh, especially in the sign of Libra, but professionally as well. The other thing to consider is that Libra is um, ruled by the sign of Venus. Venus this week is slowing right down to a standstill will officially go direct early next week. At the beginning of next week, this is huge. And so where it is and how it is that Venus has been trying to speak to you as part of this larger retrograde season, I think Mars is going to bring a, a newfound determination to make the most of this time, an awareness of our passion, an awareness of where it is within ourselves. We feel that much more determined with that much more heightened awareness around matters of our own hearts. The other thing to consider, though, is that it is uh, in the sign of Libra that it's one of the places where Venus doesn't really like being. And that is because Mars rules and is ruling planet of the sign of Aries. Now, Aries is the opposite sign of Libra. So whenever it is that a planet is opposite its home sign, um, that's when it's considered furthest from home. And if you think about yourself, right, when you're really far from home um, and you're really not feeling like you're at home, that can bring with it uh, a whole set of feelings that don't always feel comfortable. It may take you a little bit of time to figure out your ease to figure out how it is you're going to meet those deeper needs of safety that home can provide, especially psychologically speaking. But it is also Mars in the sign of Libra that encourages us to do the work that healthy partnerships sometimes require and to get honest with ourselves about the nature of our partnerships as well. 
I think it's rather remarkable that this is taking place as Venus is standing still in the sky, stationary in the sky, helping us to understand that, yes, partnership itself, love itself, it can be work. But Venus in Leo is about knowing your worth and staying connected to that and knowing that there are certain things that are not worth compromising where it comes to matters of heart, matters of love, especially where it comes to what it is that you need to hold a higher sense of love for you, where there's certain things that you will not compromise. Well, sometimes work shows up that is actually work that we're ready to do. It's actually healthy work. It challenges us. And then sometimes the work is recognizing where it is that there's certain work that isn't ours to do and where it comes to matters of love. I think more of us are going to start identifying this, having the realizations into this. Now as Mars steps into Venus-ruled Libra, we get a chance to seize this moment of where we are with the Venus retrograde. Knowing that this week, along with Uranus already bringing a surprise a minute, a shock a minute, Uranus is also in the other sign ruled by Venus, in the sign of Taurus. The fact that both Venus-ruled signs, Taurus and Libra, are lit up with these energies of truth, of intensity, of passion. With Uranus, it's more of a cerebral mind passion of ideas. With Mars, it's a more physical, grounded, embodied type of passion. But either way, love must be present for it to mean anything. And that love must start within ourselves, within our own hearts, especially for us. We are about to take this moment where we are right now and heighten our awareness around the blessings of this time, the truth of this time, which ultimately is to recognize that love is a force of freedom. And sometimes freedom takes work, but there's certain types of work that are absolutely worth doing. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I love reading you guys. And to prove it to you, here are some of my most recent favorite comments. Thank you to everybody who likes, who comments, who subscribes, who shares, who thumbs up. All of it means so much. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. And of course, if you want to know how all this wonderful stuff this week speaks to you in your sign, log on to NadiaShawSuperstars.com where you get expanded exclusive video scopes each week for each sign for as low as just $3 a month with choose your membership rate. Higher tiers get you things like all access passes to Synchronicity University events, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the superstar space at NadiaShawSuperstars.com. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University has some incredible programs starting very soon, and you literally have just days left as we begin this week to choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class, an unheard of rate to learn from this caliber of astrologer. And boy, do we have some big dogs showing up for us now. I am going to start 
with the one and only Rachel Lang. Rachel is the author of Modern Day Magic, an excellent book uh, that you really got to get a hold of. It really helps you to understand how to manifest your best and a life that you love. And she's coming to Synchronicity University with Modern Money Magic, helping you to understand how to tap into the power of astrology and your astrology chart to maximize prosperity and abundance in your life. This class is practical. She gives you lots of tools, lots of insights into your chart, into yourself, so that you can work with a sense of who you are or work with given cycles that are playing out at this time, transits that are playing out in your chart at this time to make the most of them, to maximize the potential for prosperity that is there. This is a class to sign up for very soon because this week Choose Your Tuition Rate will end. It's always just $5 a class to learn from the one and only Rachel Lang. I cannot say enough. She really is someone so insightful. She really knows her stuff and where it is you're hoping to maximize potential, profitability, prosperity, abundance, and also to connect with a deeper happiness that you define as abundance, this is the course to take. You can learn more and sign up now at synchronicityuniversity.com. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University presents a very big star, uh, the one and only Kira Sutherland, one of the world's leading medical astrologers, is going to be at Synchronicity University. Uh, you've got a few days left to choose your tuition rate. As always, just $5 a class, which really is an unheard of rate to learn from the one and only Kira Sutherland. It is only at Synchronicity University that you will learn from her at this rate. And boy, will you learn a lot. Kira is widely recognized as someone who has uh, insight, the skill, the understanding of how to tap into your chart to improve your health. She is a homeopath. She knows all the different uh, flower essences and tonics and so much more. This isn't just about you figuring out, okay, what's going on? How might you want to eat? Uh, yeah, that's part of it. But also what you can do to improve health right now. Now, Kira has so much charisma, so much knowledge, uh, and such a dedicated following. Uh, this is set to be one of our most popular classes ever. And um, we may open up an additional stream um, in some way to handle the abundance of students that likely are going to be joining us live, uh, or also you get the recording. So if you sign up for the class and you can't be there live, no problem at all. The download will be available to you as well that you get to actually download and keep as a video file for as long as you like. It is yours. So I hope that you will join us. You're going to learn a lot from one of the world's best. And I don't say that lightly. And like I said, if you've already signed up or you want to sign up, make sure that you're getting our emails. It is once you're getting our emails that you get all the links that you need as well. But chances are, because there's likely to be overflow, we may open up additional links as well. So just be on the lookout for that. Make sure you have access. We're going to make sure that whoever wants to join live can be there and can take that moment to enjoy live learning, 
But of course, if you can't be there live, that's okay as well. You still get to learn from one of the best, most renowned medical astrologers in the world, the one and only Kira Sutherland at SynchronicityUniversity.com. Learn a lot more about her course and sign up now. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University has an incredible speaker series coming up this September. We have got big dog astrologers and incredible topics that I'm excited to tell you about. And for the speaker series, well, we truly are so blessed. We have the one and only living legend astrologer, Richard Tarnas, joining us live. This is a big deal. This is huge. Um, Richard Tarnas is one of these people who stands out in our field uh, with the contribution that he's already made. Uh, one of his books that I absolutely loved and I read again and again, it's called Cosmos and Psyche. Uh, such a beautiful book uh, and so insightful, a real reference to help you to understand larger world cycles and personal cycles as well. Um, but he is also the author of Passion of the Western Mind. He's a professor, uh, Harvard educated, and you really feel as if you are encountering somebody who brings not just the knowledge academically, but also the love, the spiritual appreciation for the practice of astrology. He's really contemplated what it means in a larger sense. So he loves mythology and he is going to bring that mythological perspective as well. Uh, if only for Richard Tarnas, I know lots and lots of people have been signing up for this. Uh, he's absolutely worth it. Even for $25, uh, it's like pretty unheard of to hear him teach live online or in person for that lower rate and here you get five dollars a class but that's not all we've got another big dog astrologer and that is the one and only jen zart widely respected also academic nerd like me as well and she is uh an astrologer who's made quite an impression uh really has been part of the community for a while and she's going to be teaching on mercury in virgo especially consider Mercury retrograde happening. I think that this is going to be just a wonderful fit for us. Uh, and she is somebody who is such an excellent teacher that you're going to understand Mercury differently, understand Mercury and Virgo differently as well, in a way that'll work really well, in a way that likely will stay with you for a long time to come because she is such an exceptional, widely recognized teacher. We are going to have my friend Natalia Maria that I mentioned earlier. I got to know her and hang out with her in Brazil earlier this year. I learned so much astrology from her and she's the one who's going to be teaching on uh, different myths associated with the 12 signs. She taps into the power of Greek myth to do this and I guarantee you will be seeing the 12 signs differently, including your own sign, differently in some way. When you understand the mythological journey that each sign embodies, wow, does it ever help you to understand yourself that much more, to understand the poetic journey that you are on. Cassia Kristoff is teaching on critical degrees. I've had people reach out to me and say how excited they are to learn about this. Critical degrees are sensitive points in the chart. In the interview I did with her here on my YouTube channel, she talked about the fact that right now Pluto is in critical degrees. The very end of the sign of Capricorn, beginning of the sign of Aquarius. We've had this energy with us 
last year, this year, next year as well. Uh, and so really it is these points of a given uh, zodiac, the very beginning of a sign, the very end of a sign, uh, that speak to important turning points as part of an evolutionary astrology perspective that she brings. So she's the perfect person to teach this course. And we are going to have me, Nadia Shaw, as well. Now we're going to be doing a Pluto in Aquarius check-in together. Uh, and so this is looking at what we've come to understand about Pluto and Aquarius so far, uh, what we may come to see coming up as we step into next year and we get that another taste, a longer taste of Pluto in Aquarius before Pluto retrogrades back into Capricorn for a bit of a stay before moving back into Aquarius more comfortably. And I'm actually going to go through each of the signs. So depending on your rising sign or sun sign, uh, you will come to understand how to use this energy of Pluto in Aquarius, specifically in the context of the energies coming up more immediately, especially in 2024. So that's what we're going to focus on with this. Now, if you want to understand the larger trend of Pluto and Aquarius, you might want to check out the Decade Ahead horoscope that I have up here on my YouTube channel. I will link to it below. The September 2023 speaker series at the one and only Synchronicity University. Uh, you've got a few days left to choose your tuition rate on right now as we begin this week will end before the week is out. So be sure that you click that link in the description below. You'll learn more. You can sign up, all of that good stuff there. I look forward to seeing you in class. The Canadian Astrology Conference is coming up very soon. The weekend of September 15, there is going to be a massive party. The party is in person in Calgary, Alberta or online. This is a hybrid conference. And what that means is if you can join us in person, that's amazing. You would be very welcome. It's going to be a party, that's for sure. If not, you can absolutely join us online. If you join us online, there's a big discount. Uh, rates are in Canadian dollars, which means already if you are shopping with USD, you're already getting a, a very, very good rate <laughs> because of the exchange rate. Uh, but for all that, you also get incredible astrologers to learn from as part of the Canadian Astrology Conference, including our honorary Canadian international superstar guest, the one and only Rick Levine. Uh, I've had a chance to get to know each of these speakers over the last couple of weeks. I'll slowly start sharing some of those interviews with you. They have really impressed me. Now, I am going to be around as MC of the event. That's going to be a whole lot of fun, I'll tell you. Um, I am truly looking forward to celebrating all these incredible astrologers with you. But it also means I'm going to be hanging out. I'm going to be around. And so I hope that you'll join us. Come just for the banquet dinner uh, to hear the keynote of uh, the one and only Rick Levine. You can do that. You can just take Rick Levine's post-conference workshop, uh, again, online or in person. You can join us early in Calgary uh, as well to learn more about sacred spaces and uh, sacred sites that are near to uh, Calgary, Alberta. And of course, to learn more astrology because the astrology is really uh, where it's at but it's also about the community as well. And so join the party in lovely Calgary, Alberta. 
I really look forward to hugging lots more friends and fans, hanging out with the Astro fam, uh, and learning some incredible astrology as well. So that is the Canadian Astrology Conference.ca. Uh, it is just a couple of days left for the early bird rate. So if you want even more of a discount, early bird rates are on right now and will end uh, the 30th of August. So you've got a few days left. Tap into that early bird rate and I'll see you in Calgary, Alberta or online at the Canadian Astrology Conference.ca. Links are in the description below. And thank you. Thank you so much for this moment with you. Thank you for your trust. I'm so grateful for it. There is so much coming up as we end the month of August. Uh, very special celestial events, that's for sure. And in addition, of course, with Synchronicity University and live events as well. And so wherever you are on the planet, I hope you're enjoying yourself, getting excited about all there is yet to know astrologically and otherwise. And open for your life because this is a week of tension and surprise especially with saturn so powerfully activated with uranus standing still and going retro with venus stationary this week going direct at the beginning of next week i'll talk about it next week and of course that full moon making all that emotion all that desire that much more apparent so hold on for the ride Stay in touch with your truth as it continues to be revealed and as it continues to evolve. It'll absolutely lead you somewhere good. Thank you again for watching. It'll be a great week. Enjoy.